0: views expressed in this program are those of the participants. PPC! 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 I'm Daniel Metz.
1: I'm Robert Vaughn.
0: And this is The Daniel Metz Show. Quote, individual freedom. What is that? Does every culture in the world celebrate individual freedom? I think that it was Jordan Peterson, Toronto professor, who said it best when he talked about the intersectionalists, the people who are talking about all the different clusters of groups and collectives and ethnicities and races and sexual orientations and breaking them down into intersections. And he said, all they have to do is keep going until they get to the real polity. That is the individual. That's what individual freedom is all about. It's about individual rights. That's what is core to identity. It means that the government is our servant, not our master. We are the polity of Canada. This is a small segment of a speech that my esteemed co-host, Robert Vaughn, gave as master of ceremonies, introducing the leader of the People's Party of Canada, Maxime Bernier, at a function here in London, Ontario. As I said to them then now in private and will repeat now in public, I am so proud to know him and have him as my co-host. Some of you may have noticed that we missed a few shows during the last couple months. This hiatus was necessary for Robert to fulfill his role as campaign manager for Dr. Salim Mansour, who ran for the People's Party of Canada in London North Centre, a task which took precedence over this rinky-dink podcast. Rinky-dink. Robert gave of his his time to engage in the fight for freedom, which is a tough and bloody fight. He physically stood up to hecklers, wrangled a bunch of ragtag volunteers, put out fires and held up spirits, despite knowing the inevitable outcome. The People's Party of Canada did not only lost the last federal election, but its leader, Maxime Bernier, lost his own seat. So, Robert, where do we go from here?
1: Uh, Yeah, you're right about the uh, already knowing the outcome when you're entering into this fray. Uh, Although, to tell you the truth, there's always hope. There's always that little bit of glimmer of hope because, you know, you look at Brexit and Trump and all of these other movements over there that have succeeded Uh, there was always the hope that this PPC thing could succeed as well and we'd get a few seats. Though the polls never changed throughout the entire campaign, even after Maxime was um, allowed onto the debate stage with the rest of the leaders, which was a a momentous uh, decision by the Governor General Johnson to allow him to do that, that really uh, change the dynamic of the entire election. Unfortunately, it didn't result in any uptick in the polls whatsoever. So I was uh, a little despondent about that, that we weren't going to get more than one or two percent of the vote. But one or two percent of the vote is still almost 300,000 Canadians supporting the PPC. And so, yeah, the party's
0: only been around for a year.
1: Just a little over a year, yeah. September
0: 14th was the anniversary, right?
1: Uh, Yes. So 13 months, we ran in almost every riding and uh, got a third of a million people voting for us and uh, made some great friends and uh, acquaintances and connections and networking. So uh, all in all, I think it was successful For a first run, I I like to think that this was our Juneau Beach and we're waiting for our Vimy Ridge to liberate, not Europe, but Canada. And of course, Juneau Beach, for those who don't know, was the designated uh, landing during the Second World War of the Canadian um, contingent to help uh, liberate Europe uh, on the beaches of Normandy. So uh, that was a success. One of our fans actually said it was Dieppe, our Dieppe. And I'm going, well, Trevor, Dieppe was a failure. (laughs) I don't think this was a failure. This was a success. It was a beachhead. This was our beachhead. And from here on, it would have been foolish for us to think that, oh, Maxime was going to be prime minister and we're going to fill the parliament with PPC members. No, that was never going to happen. This was the beachhead. Now we've gotten it. We've got 45,000 ish members. We've got a network of people across the country now who are interconnected. Yep. Very important. Yeah. We've got all of the stuff that is necessary to run a credible campaign. As a matter of fact, I think we in London, North Centre with Salim Mansour ran a fantastic campaign. We spent about $60,000. We had 700 and well, we had hundreds of signs. We had almost 100,000 pieces of literature delivered, knocking on doors. And for that, though, you still only get about 2% of the vote. So it almost it didn't seem like you would. the money mattered at this point. But the credibility certainly does matter when you're able to garner that kind of cash and that kind of enthusiasm with a team of people to, to field a candidate. It feels good, and we, you know that you're part of something that's not necessarily going to die overnight, if it does at all. This is a this is a movement. So when you ask where we go from here, uh, forward, to yes. quote Justin <laughs> Trudeau. You go forward. But this
0: time it means something. When he says forward, it's a meaningless thing. When it comes to us, it's like um, uh, somebody I spoke with recently said, you know, in Egypt, they know that the pyramids. The foundation is the hardest thing to build. That takes the most time. And then as you grow up and up and up, it becomes easier and easier and easier and less work. We are at the bottom of the pyramid. And we have to keep in mind that the fact that we even got this amount of enthusiasm in that amount of short of time, and that we had campaigns that had so little time to get rent offices, get signs, do all that stuff, and had no groundwork crew in place like the major parties or the established parties have, and yet they still got all this stuff done. I look at this as that was a dry run, that was a test. Then the next election, which basically started now because this is a minority government and we never know when this is gonna collapse, gotta keep going as if we're still in election mode, at least at a low burn, but keep it going in the sense that don't lose connections, keep the contacts close, make sure everybody is talking to everybody else, get better known for who is responsible for what and what to expect going forward. And I think that's really what has to be done at this point in time. And it's a great time to introduce the PPC to Canada. I mean, we are fighting the media, the mainstream media or the lamestream media or the establishment media, they are, our worst enemies. They are the ones that are going to keep trying to ignore us, uh, defamous, calling us racist, xenophobe, whatever the current buzzword is. And we have to defeat that narrative by approaching Canada on our own in a, when the election's not on. So there's time to explain our platforms, time to explain what we believe and what we stand for, which is the people of Canada and freedom.
1: Um, I would agree. and. It just remains to be seen what our target or targets should be during this um, hiatus between elections, and I think it should be the Conservative Party of Canada, as much as.
0: (laughs) uh, Uh, You mean uh, conservative.
1: Exactly, I think, and I'm, I've been doing a lot of thought about the, uh, the role of the Conservative government, the role of the Liberal Party, or Conservative Party and Liberal Party, um, coming up to this next election, and that would be the Conservative Party is. A, a firewall, if you will, to use actually a, a Salim Mansur term that he was hoping that the PPC would be, but he's a firewall between the people who support the PPC, in other words individualist, freedom-loving Canadians, Canadians who are um, have a, a, an insight into what it means to be truly Canadian in in, in, an, in a political sense, and government the, the Conservatives are that group of people, that organization, which is preventing Canada from being free. And the Liberals have always been, more or less, uh, the, the mainstream media like to call them the natural ruling party of Canada. And that's only because they've won most of the elections. In the past 90 years, the Conservatives have only four majority governments. In 90 yeah. years, four governments. And yet they because hang on. That's the seat on. of
0: power is in Quebec, and most Liberals yeah. come from Quebec.
1: That's true. Now they, so, it, with this dismal record of minority governments, four, only four majority governments in 90 years, um, they they cling to this conservative, and I put that in quotes because, because they're not, none of them could tell me what they're trying to conserve, you know, this conservative party is preventing people and movements like the People's Party of Canada from succeeding because people think that they are the natural Mm. opposition to the natural ruling party, which is the Liberals. And they're not. I
0: think they're voting for the opposite, but they're just really voting for more of the same, but just a different color and a different letter.
1: Uh, Exactly. The brand of the Conservative Party of Canada has been taken over by the Laurentian elite, by the, the left, just as much as the Liberal Party has been taken over by an elite group of, and um, I have to call them, they're insane, they're absolutely insane. The Justin Trudeau, Catherine McKenna type of Liberal Party today is, is nothing like the Liberal Party um, of 50 years ago, of, of Pierre Elliott Trudeau, nothing like it. It is a bizarro world that we have somebody like Justin Trudeau and his cadre of buffoons and clowns running this country oh, he's horrible. yet again, and people should look at how much of the polls it took to get this this clown show elected, because now I haven't run the numbers recently, but the last election, 2015, uh, Justin Trudeau's Liberal Party was elected with only 26.1 percent of the vo- of the um, electorate. Now that's different than 26.1 percent of the of the turnout, because he got more than well got somewhere between 30 and 35 percent of the turnout of the votes, but he only got 26 percent of the electorate, and by that I mean that of all the people who could have voted, only 26.1 percent voted for Trudeau in 2015. He just lost a million votes in this election, so you can you can be pretty sure that less than a quarter of Canadians now, support the government in power, less than a quarter. And the reason for that is the Conservative Party of Canada. Going out there, buying votes, rigging the um, internal election for the leadership of the Conservative Party to favor um actually hiring Warren Kinsella, a oh, professional the muckraker, thing I've heard. Yeah, professional mudslinger, um, everybody to Warren Kinsella is a racist. If you don't agree with Warren Kinsella, you're a racist. And so the Conservative Party and Andrew Scheer, although they are denying it, um, hired Warren Kinsella to spread the rumor, the false rumor that Maxime Bernier, the People's Party, and anybody who supports the People's Party are racist. And so that's what they did. That's how low this Conservative Party has been. So going forward, and I hate that phrase, but there's nowhere to way yes. to go but forward. So, uh, the moving conservative... towards
0: the future, how about that?
1: Yes, how about just not putting that in there because the sentence sounds the same and means the same without saying going forward. Uh, what we need to do is to attack the Conservative Party as being a sham party. They're not conservative and they have no core identity. Just like yeah. Justin Trudeau said that... Justin Canada Trudeau
0: nailed the Conservatives when he said that. He didn't mean Canada, he meant the Conservatives. <laughs> exactly. And that is they true. have
1: no they have no core ideology, no core identity. You're asking conservative, what are you trying to conserve? You're trying to conserve all the socialist programs brought in by mm-hmm. all of the Liberal governments? Because oh, they yeah. are. There's not a single program that the Conservative Party would, would axe. Of no. all of the Liberal programs that were brought in over the last hundred years, or at least since the last war, uh, the Second World War, because all of the socialist programs came in post 45 the Conservatives have supported The Conservatives brought in multiculturalism officially. Yep. And so they are a firewall wing of the Liberal Party. They have to be taken out of the game. And that's where the focus of the PPC should well, be in the what, future.
0: Basically, the, the Liberal Party has the Conservatives as, like, a wing of their party. So yes. when the... The plebes, the poor people in the country that don't know any better, go, Oh, well, it's time for a change. Let's vote for the Conservatives. Which is exactly, have the exact same policies as the Liberals, with maybe minor tweaks or putting a new fresh paint coat on it or something like that. But they're both the same thing. And it's just, it it, it they're trying to fool the Canadian publics to say, Oh, well, you have a choice. You got the NDP, which is liberal hard. You've got the Liberals, which is the natural ruling party of the country. You've got the Conservatives, which just gives you that uh, feeling that maybe you voted for something different for change. And that's it. Oh, yeah. unless you're in Quebec, then you got the Bloc. And if which you're really the... wacko, you can go for the Greens.
1: That's true. And all of these parties are extreme left. Uh, yes. The NDP and the Greens are pure communists. They are pure communists. If they ever got into power, uh, real power, that is... Um, unmitigated power, then this country would be a communist country. And I, and I mean that in the big capital C sense of yeah. that word. No messing would around.
0: Be. <laughs> we mean it.
1: No. Uh, and the fact that Jagmeet Singh and the NDP now hold the balance in the parliament, uh, because now Justin Trudeau has to go cap in hand, or turban in hand to Jugmeet Singh <laughs> for his vote, that uh, is pretty bad as it is.
0: Well, Mark Stein, made it uh, when remarking upon the Canadian election, because he has a somewhat bit of a stake in it, because he is Canadian himself. Said that there are six—I uh, think he said six—parties uh, in Canada. Five of them are all on the left, and then you got the yes. People's Party. That's well, true. That's the only one on the right, and he nailed it perfectly. He no messing about. He he clarified that position because I think a lot of people think that. The Conservatives are on the right because they try to sell themselves as a, like, not an, uh, not a other choice to Liberals, but as the opposition to the Liberals, but they're not. And it just, it's, you can understand why people get confused. If you're not in the know, if you don't follow these things, if you don't see, if you follow policy, you don't follow anything like that, you can see how people will go, well, yeah, but that sign is a different color than this sign, so therefore they must be different. But it's not.
1: (laughs) Well, yes. And just to harken back to our last show, it's understandable why people don't research the political parties out there because it requires a lot of time. Um, However, I don't think it takes that much research to be able to, as Lord Christopher Moncton once said to us, um, to identify the rot when you see it. Mm. People, people know BS when they see it. And that's why a lot of them, and again, more of them this election than last, stayed home, didn't even vote. Yeah. Uh, because they actually believe the rot, unfortunately, that the the media had to say about the People's Party and the lies that Jagmeet Singh and Justin Trudeau and Andrew Scheer are saying about the People's Party. And that's unfortunate. So what we have to do is to... I would like to see more lawsuits. I would like to see people who are calling uh, Maxime Bernier or anybody racist taken to court for slander and liable and that's the only way to stop this nonsense much as much there has like the to be
0: consequences uh, to these kinds of things exactly everybody thinks that oh well it's just he's just name calling yeah but there is consequences to it it is a, there should be you consequences are affecting somebody's it. career you are affecting their reputation you're affecting their and their yes they're public figures but that's it makes it even more so of an impact like if you called me a racist nobody would care because nobody knows who i am like <laughs> but if you're calling somebody who's running for office a racist or a public figure in any way, shape, or form, you better have something to back it up because you're damaging that person's reputation, their profile, and the way the public sees them, and that's that's horrible. And But nobody wants to take that burden, and it's costly. See, it's free to insult somebody. It costs you money to defend yourself.
1: Right. Uh, the Hamilton police paid three arrests uh, or charges in the protest that was, that happened outside of the Hamilton event where the PPC yeah. leader Maxime Bernier and um, Dave Rubin were about to speak. And so that's what has to happen. Arrests have to be made in cases like that. Yep. The courts have to make the proper decisions, which is to find them guilty. And in the case of some of the people who were arrested at Hamilton, if they're not Canadian citizens, gone. yeah, Exported, not allowed into the country again. Those kinds of things, the rule of law has to be upheld and, and enforced
0: equally to everyone, not yes. rules for thee and not for thee. You know, like, yeah. they, like they let those people go. Well, why would you? If, if somebody on the right wing had done that, you would have thrown the book at them. And you know that's how it goes. That's always the way it is. And people start losing their respect for law when they see it's unequally enforced. And you know Antifa can get away with stuff because they're Antifa. They have people in the states, the mayors of cities, giving them free reign. And the Proud Boys, they go to jail for four years when they get charged.
1: Yeah, well, that's because the councillors of uh, Portland or wherever in the United States and perhaps even in Canada, a lot of the people in charge, the judges, the counselors, the people who run the, uh, the police, are themselves um, globalists, communists, yeah. socialists. Um, they are anti-freedom, anti-individual, and they are comrades in arms with the Antifa thugs out there who are calling people racist, preventing people from going to meetings, intimidating them, which is, by the way, all of that is against the law. The very fact yep. that those protesters would prevent anyone or, or hinder or intimidate anyone from going into a political meeting is blatantly against the law. Yep. All of those protesters, with bar none, should have been arrested and charged under the Elections Canada Act for yep. trying to influence or prevent people from um, exercising their, their right to listen to somebody who's running for office. And so what? that's what we have to do going forward. Yeah, that's what we to, have to
0: realize. That's what we're up against. Is that that kind of stuff? Where no one's on our side except for the people that believe the truth and that the law. Are moral and believe in individual freedom.
1: The law is All on our side. All the
0: establishment's against us.
1: Yeah, but the law is on our side, and that's the main thing. The law is on our side. And we have to find yeah, judges. Yeah. Well,
0: I don't. It seems to be a little bit on the selectively enforcement side.
1: No, but the law is on our side. Well, yeah,
0: the law itself, yes, but the people that enforce the law, not so much. (laughs) That's
1: why we have to do what people like Gary McHale in uh, Caledonia did, when he actually arrested a police officer for not upholding the law. He had, uh, I think you'd have to go back and and find out uh, the details about this, but in Caledonia, where there were uh, Aboriginal thugs preventing people from walking down the street, as he was, with a Canadian flag, Um, He was assaulted, tapped the guy on the shoulder, you're under arrest for assault. Gave the guy over to the policeman, the policeman just walked away. Tapped the policeman on the shoulder, you're under arrest, under mandamus, for not um, obeying or upholding the Mm. law. Here I have given you somebody who's broken the law and uh, you're not enforcing it, so under a mandamus, which is a little known thing, they don't have it in the States, but they have it in Commonwealth countries, if an officer of the court is not found to uphold the law, they can be charged with not, up, not doing their duty. And that's what Gary McHale did, and he's successful at it. So, what we have to do in the People's Party is know the rules of the game a little better. Yep. We have to, um, there's, there's been letters across my desk of a lot of infractions that happened at the polls, where people are voting and being intimidated to vote. They don't even speak English, which, by the way, which which should be a, a red flag that they're not even Canadian citizens because you have yeah. to understand. Or they're
0: newly minted Canadian citizens. You have
1: citizen. to understand e- e- either English or French to be able to, to be a Canadian citizen, and you have to be a Canadian citizen to vote. So if there's people going to the polls not speaking one of the official languages, that should be a red flag. They should be challenged. No their citizenship should be challenged, which, by the way, is the right of any scrutineer to challenge anybody's citizenship, right there at, this, at the polls, but we're not doing it. Now this person who's, who um, was at the, at the um, polls and identified a whole slew of, th- of, uh, of irregularities. One was that if they couldn't identify properly what uh, was selected on the ballot, they assumed that it went to the liberal really yeah because well the liberals polling higher so let's just assume this vote goes to the liberals even though we're not sure Uh, things like that Um, that's why we need scrutineers at the polls we need to understand the law better we need to understand how this process yeah and use it to our
0: advantage for a change as opposed to them using it to theirs
1: exactly this person also said that the NDP had scrutineers there and they were tough they were asking to look at all of the spoiled ballots making sure that they were probably Yeah, the communists recorded. are
0: really regimented.
1: It's true, they know how to play the game. Kudos yep. to them, that's why they get power. And the PPC to play this game have to understand it, have to participate in the, at that level as well. Not just go out there and assume that just because you have a better mouse trap, people are going to beat a path to your door. They're not. You have to use the game, you have to play the game, you have to understand it and game the game
0: yeah the problem is with people that have moral and ethical qualms with how the game is played it takes a lot to get them angry enough to use the game And that's—I think—that's the biggest problem because we—we all go well. No, everybody should just be nice to each other. Everybody should be play fair, but nobody plays fair. This is not
1: this is not the Canada of 1950, man. We don't play fair anymore in this country. It's not the
0: world. Anywhere, where in the world does anybody play fair? Where, where in the world is the law applied equally to everybody? Not in the states, and that's arguably the freest country in the world. Not in Canada, which is pretty close, and not anywhere in Europe. I mean, Brexit—we see what they're going through with the whole country voted to want Brexit and they're just dragging their feet, stonewalling, they have the Supreme Court overturning the, the oh, just, it's just it's mind-boggling the, the stranglehold the elite and the traditional status quo has on the free Western world and they do not want to let it go and they're fighting tooth and nail to hang on to it, which is why we have to take the opportunity make your voices heard well that's why, why that is PC <laughs> yeah but
1: <laughs> the the thing is that people have to realize in the People's Party of Canada that while Canada is a rather peaceful country and um, we like to think that our neighbors are not um, out to kill us. Uh, a lot of them are. And we have to realize that. We have to realize that these people are reprehensible, and I'm not just talking about the voters who vote Liberal, NDP or Green. I'm talking about the organizers, the people themselves. Um, Elizabeth May, Justin Trudeau, Jagmeet seems are evil people holding and harboring evil ideologies, which mm-hmm. if, if they had... You know, um, total rain for a number of years will will destroy your lives and your livelihoods. And so, nothing stops them from breaking the rules, from lying, from cheating, from fraudulently say- for voting, for burning ballots as uh, as uh, Andrew Scheer did and uh, uh, the Conservative Party did after he won the leadership. Um, these are reprehensible people harboring mm-hmm. reprehensible ideologies. And we have to know that this is a dirty war that we're in, and a dirty game. And sometimes you have to play dirty, and we have to we have to get our hands a little dirty too. And I'm not t- necessarily saying that we should be fraudulent, we should be lying. I'm saying that we have to use all of the tactics at our disposal at our disposal to stop these people. I mean that if somebody calls you racist, you sue them. That if somebody you know has committed electoral fraud you go through the steps to make sure that they're taken to court and justice is is uh, is meted out at them it, it, it's it's a, a nasty business and it's quite easy for people to become complacent and sit back and then just just okay well that election's over let's just ride it out until the yep. writ is dropped next time and then start the ball rolling then but it's too late We've no. got to start now, um, exposing exactly. people, um, threatening people the with lawsuits. next election has started
0: right now. This is the next election right now.
1: Exactly, yeah. So let's use all of those 45,000 members in the People's Party yep. and thousands of people that have networked through uh, social media to keep the ball rolling, to keep a running record of what's going on with Justin Trudeau and Andrew Scheer and how they're voting and uh, make people know about it. And keep the fire to the feet of the media because they're the worst yes. of the bunch. They they have, they're no longer the fourth estate. They are part of the estate. They are part no, of the government. They're,
0: they're the Liberal Party.
1: They are, indeed, yeah. So, forward! Well,
0: we're not. We're not here at Just Right Media and definitely not on the Daniel Metz Show. So, stay tuned. We'll keep you updated as to where we're going with this. And we'll talk to you soon. Jim. PPC, PPC, PPC.
1: If you've enjoyed this presentation, visit justrightmedia.org for more programming that's not right-wing, it's just right.